0: Welcome to Manufacturing Talks with Jim Vanosky. Industry has a million cool stories, and Jim talks to the movers and shakers who are making them happen. Let's dive in. And welcome back once again. This is Jim Vanosky with Manufacturing Talks. We are live from Detroit from the American Gear Manufacturers Association. Motion and Power Technology Expo. Wonderful day so far. And I'm here joined by Michael Cinquamani. Welcome, Michael. Thank you. How are you? I'm great. Thanks. How's the show going so far for you? It's been great so far.
1: I mean, it's really cool to have everybody together uh, where you can see so much technology from both suppliers, but also manufacturers and and really just dig into. There's a lot that gets done here. I bet. Yeah. I want to thank you. This is really cool. <laughs>
0: well, I, this is really I cool, and, and
1: it's uh, and it, it's really cool that you're here. We
0: we really appreciate it. Uh, I'm glad to be here. Yeah, this is something new for me too, and it's just really neat to be here in this. Uh, so it's, you know, people can see that the glass you see behind us—it's all the way around, and we're looking out on the floor show and all the people doing their things out there. So really amazing stuff. Lots of commerce. Yeah. <laughs> Well, um, before we dive into, you know, the business end of things, why don't you just tell us about yourself, how you got doing what you're doing?
1: Well, Thanks. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm a, a mechanical engineering degree from Case Western. I'll put that plug in in nice. Cleveland, Ohio. Yep. And uh, when I graduated, I went into power transmission. So 37 years ago, um, I took a job. Uh, thinking, you know, maybe I'll do this for a little while, and and here I am uh, all these years later. I think I told you, 37 years of working with my friends in yes. this industry, and it's been yeah. really, really fun.
0: Now, you're with Master Power Transmission. Did you start with those guys?
1: No, so I started with a larger industrial company okay. in power transmission. I spent about 24 years there in uh, varying responsibilities, ultimately running a business um and then running the international uh for for the company in outside of the united states as well operations and sales and uh i put a business for sale in uh in uh, you know uh, 2010 um and uh, we weren't having a lot of success selling it and uh at the time and i had a long talk with my wife at the beach and i said hey um honey, how would you like to bet the farm? And uh, <laughs> and she said, sure. And so I, I uh, kind of turned my hat the other way and said, hey, look, if you guys are comfortable, I'd like to make a bid to go run by this business. So okay. in 2010, I bought what is now Master Power Transmission. And uh, we started out uh, trying to build a really cool company. It's and, and we're succeeding at it. It's been a lot of fun.
0: That's awesome. Yeah, so I didn't mention your CEO. So you actually started out, in the top job and then built the company up right from from buying it that's really cool
1: right right we we started as one thing you know sort of what i bought at the time and today we're something you know just totally different and that's really been the fun part of the journey we built a really cool culture Mm -hmm. um and uh it's you know we had to learn um brian Robertson who's my president and i we really had to learn how to be small company guys after being big company guys for so long oh and, sure, uh, yeah. and
0: uh, it, that has been a really, really fun journey. Well, so you had to learn that while you were also taking the company from one business to another. So right. tell us a little bit about, about that progression.
1: Yeah. So, you know, you know, we were learning as we went, you know, yeah. you, you know, you got to make payroll. That's kind right. of an interesting, yeah, uh, that's kind, that's of, kind of an interesting imperative, right? <laughs> at the very beginning, yeah. but we, uh, we were learning as we went and, uh, and what we, What we worked on doing was sort of revamping our product offering um, and building out our sales capability and that sort of stuff. Um, A lot of work, as I mentioned, on culture. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we have a really, really special culture um, described not by what we wish we were, but described by what our people say we are. Uh, We went through a process where we defined that. And uh, that allows you to do a lot. You know, it really all starts with people. And uh, if people are committed to the organization and want the organization to succeed and see that two-way commitment, um, it, it really can do a lot for you. So since then, we've been building out capabilities, um, machinery, uh, things like that. Uh, customer service, we're very, very focused as an organization on customer service. We think that people want things fast. They want information fast. They want product fast. They want things to be accurate. They want when they make a telephone call, they want somebody to answer or when they send a message, they want somebody to answer that message quickly and that for them to be useful, you know, and helpful to them as a customer. And we really strive, those are blocking and tackling kinds of things, but we really started out saying we're going to be very good at these things. And we set a standard for ourselves of 75% of our product shipped in 48 hours or less. And that's kind of where we are today. We don't do anything that we can't do in 48 hours mm-hmm. or less 75% of the time. And uh, it's really built us a pretty good customer following.
0: Nice. Yeah, well, and the things you mentioned should be basic locking and tackling. But unfortunately, more and more, they're not even really prime considerations.
1: Yeah. You, so I
0: applaud you, you guys for your approach.
1: Yeah, yeah. We, we really believe it's fundamental. We yeah. really believe that value is value, you know, and people kind of get wrapped up. In um sort of all kinds of you know I don't know what the right word is but all kinds of schemes to yeah. improve this or to improve that right. and 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 ultimately improve the bottom line without improving what they're doing from a customer service standpoint mm-hmm. and uh, and we just we just refuse to do that and yep. in fact we we have a, 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 a an, an absolute rule in our organization that you will not invest in anything in the organization unless it makes service better for customers so we're never going to do something for purely a financial reason usually they go hand in hand yeah you know usually they're the same thing yep but uh we're very very careful and we're very deliberate about that so we be our investments are not just in machinery but in systems and our systems enabling us to give real-time communications to customers about here's where your order is you know and and here's when you should expect it it's been released to assembly you know, you'll have it in the next uh, 48 hours.
0: So specifically, what is it that Master Power does?
1: We make uh, industrial gearboxes. So primarily inline helical gearboxes. We make some worm gearboxes as well. Uh, We make a product that's a worm helical combination uh, gearbox, which is interesting. Actually, technically kind of interesting because it keeps the worm uh, at a low ratio and on the high speed side of the gearbox, which uh, makes the worm more efficient. And then adds a second stage of helical, which is always ninety eight and a half percent efficient. Yep. So it creates a in betweener kind of product, kind of a niche product that has a higher efficiency than a than a big ratio worm gear. And uh, yep. anyway, that's that's uh, that's my that's my that's world of geekdom. But geekdom, we make
0: for sure. Well, I'm a mechanical engineer by degree myself, <laughs> so we could we could do that all day. I'm not sure these guys out there are going to so into it.
1: Yeah, <laughs> you're right about so, that.
0: Uh, what are the kind of mix of applications that your customers? You know, we're,
1: we're a lot of, uh, application wise, we're a lot of conveyors, um, probably okay. maybe 60, 65% of our business is conveyors, different type of conveyors, bulk material handling unit, unit conveying, you know, baggage handling conveyors, things like that. Also, um, you know, mixers, blenders, high torque kind of pumps, uh, rotary lobe type pumps oh, yeah. or, uh, progressive cavity pumps or things yeah. like that. We tend to live in the world where there's a there's a demand for rugged, you know, really rugged industrial products.
0: Yeah, that can take a beating and yeah. keep going for years. Exactly. Excellent. Um, so I'm gonna have to use this phrase I used with Matt first thing in the morning. We're gonna shift gears here for a second. <laughs> he, he assured me that was not original.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's good, I like it.
0: Yeah. Um, so in addition to being the CEO at Master Power Transmission, you're also the chairman of the board for the AGMA. Yes, I am. Yeah. So tell us about that and, and what you're doing uh, in that role and, and how the two fit together.
1: Well, yeah, um, thank you. The, um, you know, the, the, the industry is changing you know, in some ways. And, uh, there's, and so we're working very hard to adapt to that change. Um, You know, just look at this. Just look at where we are today. I mean, we've got booths with manufacturers. We've got booths with suppliers. We've got a podcast studio (laughs) in the middle of the floor. Uh, We've got Randy over here doing technical talks, um, curated tours. The fall technical meeting is going on upstairs. Um, All that stuff going on together is kind of indicative of the way that AGMA is evolving Um, to be more than just standards. But more about um, adapting to the way the world is today, and informing our members about things like emerging technologies and how do you prepare for the future? Yep. How do you uh, how do you change along with the world? Yep. And so that's a lot of this content I wrote. A, you know, curated tours are going on. Right? Yeah, that's cool. So it's it's really really good stuff.
0: Yep. So then for you personally, obviously you've got your your work side and then the chairman of board of Agma side, but for you personally, what what are the highlights that you're looking at, you know, kind of being the things you think are going to be the highlights for this show this week for you?
1: Yeah. Um, Well, you know, we have an EV town hall Mm -hmm. on Thursday morning, uh, which I'll be a part of, and I'm pretty excited about that. I started uh, in the electric vehicle technology, uh, chairing the electrical vehicle technologies committee in the emerging technologies effort a number of years ago, and it's just really cool for me to see how far it's come. I mean, we were talking about, all right, electrical technology is coming. What does it mean to us as gear manufacturers? What are the technical requirements? What are the, you know, how how are the volumes going to, you know, how many gears are there in an electric car versus on a a gas engine? And thanks to Mary Ellen Duran, we, you know, we assembled experts from all over the industry, from the machine tool builders, from from the manufacturers, from the auto manufacturers, and we started to develop some pretty cool knowledge. Then we took that knowledge and we published a white paper. And that white paper is, uh, you know, any anybody in the industry who wants to know where it's going, that's a pretty clear, uh, a pretty clear document that tells you where it's going and and helps you to understand how this is changing. We're updating the white paper this year, but the EV town hall is going to be really cool because it's kind of the next step. It yeah. is it is the people it is the people who are having to deal with these standards or not these standards, but the new requirements starting to talk about how do these relate to existing Agma standards and how do we, how are we going to change to make those gears standardized, if you will. So it's pretty exciting.
0: Excellent. Um, Let's swing back to the master power transmission. So you guys have seen a lot in your time um, building the company up to what it is today. What are the things you're focused on for now, and then what are you looking at down the road as being, you know, whether they're opportunities or, or uh, hurdles. hurdles that you have coming up?
1: Yeah. Um, well, we, I would say that you know, uh, like everybody else, and, and we were talking about about it yeah. a little bit before. Like all... everybody else, we've got the we've got the the people issue, and yep. and the the uh, you know the thing that we're keying in on right now is making sure that we take the complexity of our business and we do a better job of onboarding people so that we, we can explain to them, give them the bird's eye view of the business that we've had because of all of our years of experience so that things don't seem so complicated to mm-hmm. them. Um, but we're also working on putting AI into our business processes. So we're working pretty hard. This customer service focus makes us think about oh, these yeah. things a lot. Yep. And um, so we're working very hard to take anything that can be automated and automating it, you know, our systems, our integrated systems have got very good data, very good capabilities. So we're working really hard to take that data and develop all kinds of software that's crunching it and presenting it to a desktop, in a say a purchasing role,
0: yep.
1: and saying, this stuff's all handled for you. Yep. You know, 90% of the job is done. Right here are the things. Here are the exceptions. Here yep. are the things that you need. This is where we need your brain power. Makes the job more interesting I think less about doing tasks but also uh makes it easier for people to get excited I think about about doing that job makes it mm-hmm. more manageable right. uh, early on so yeah
0: taking away drudgery and yeah focusing on people using their brains a little
1: more and it's really fertile ground I mean it's not I'm not talking about manufacturing really but I kind of am you know I mean yeah material flow is a example is so critical and we've all learned this over the past two or three years. Yeah. If you don't have good material flow, um, you're you're dead in the water. Yeah. So yep. these kinds of things are very essential. Um, but we're also just like everybody else working on factory automation as well. Um, it's an absolute necessity today, um, and there's so much opportunity there. And we're working on that pretty intently.
0: Yep. Yeah. Well, I find it interesting because you know everyone knows about the factory automation side. Now, maybe not everyone understands fully what those opportunities are and what the best applications for their businesses are. And that's a piece of what you see going on. But I've talked about this quite a bit, and that is where small and medium-sized manufacturers are kind of just throwing their hands up like, you know, I don't think a robot is right for my operation or um, you know, automating what I'm doing isn't really gonna work because of the nature of my business. And so many of them are missing that first part you talked about, which is automating business processes. Yeah. And you're right, it's not necessarily manufacturing, but manufacturers also don't need to miss out on that, that could be the, the bigger bang for the right. buck,
1: right? Right, that's right. I think so too. I, I really do. And, you know, when you look at your headcount, um, you, you want to think about. You know, where are these indirect jobs? Well, yeah. heck, every one of us who's in the office is an indirect job, really? right? So right. how can we how can we improve those indirect jobs is a major focus for us, along with the factory automation. Yeah. You know, they have, yeah. they have to go hand in hand. And the data today is getting to be so stinking good. I mean, it's good if you make it good. Um, you know, having a system doesn't really solve the problem. You really right. have to spend a lot of time scrubbing data and getting data right. Yeah. And we're doing all that hard work, and, and it's really paying dividends for
0: yeah. us. Now, as you look at doing those things, are you able to go out and source packaged software suites and that kind of thing? Or are you having to do a lot of that legwork for yourself? We're
1: doing it, we're doing it ourselves oh, yeah. in-house. And we just have uh, some individuals, you know, Ryan, I mentioned earlier, my mm-hmm. president, he, he kind of leads that effort for us. He's got exceptional capabilities um, in that area. So we'll buy something if we need to buy it but a lot of times it really just has to do with having the vision of here's the data. Here's how I need to use it. And here's how I need to manipulate it. Here's how I need to present it yep. uh, to the job. And uh, we're doing a lot of really cool things there on the shop floor as well. I mean, with production scheduling as well, right. making a gearbox, as I said earlier is complex. Um, yep. You know, I call it choreography. You know, there's all these machining centers that that, that are, are working together to get product to assembly where you're going to assemble that gearbox. And in our case, you know we make everything we we machine our shafts we machine our castings we we cut our gears we heat treat our gears wow. we grind our gears and then we assemble our gearboxes so um that that process is complicated yeah and so wow. there's a lot that we're doing with the same ai approach on the shop floor to again present data in the same way or you or put our data in a way that the system itself can run the shop floor. And then again, just like I mentioned in the earlier example, the supervisors, the production managers are just basically looking at the exceptions.
0: Mm-hmm. So. Yep, excellent. Okay, so going back to that origin of that question, which was the, you know, what are the opportunities and the hurdles as you look down the road, yeah. you've told us what it is for your own business. Now, uh, same approach, what is it for the AGMA?
1: Yeah, great question. Well, I mean, I would say that, um, you know, first and foremost, it's those emerging technology areas. I mean, definitely these things are are changing our industry. Electrical vehicle technology, I mentioned, you know, mm-hmm. industrial Internet of things, 3D printing. Oh, yeah. I mean, 3D printing, really interesting. And just the material side of 3D printing is really yeah. crazy. And uh, robotics and automation. Um, so those for AGMA, I think, are are the key areas that we've defined that the membership needs, you know, this is the way the world is changing. Right. Yeah. Um, in, in IOT, in the industrial uh, internet of things, we're also working on AI as a, as a component of that, um, effort. Uh, so yeah, I mean, this is, this is probably key. The other thing I think that's going on is the world just keeps getting more global. And so, you know, we're looking to be a convener of people, uh, um, on you know across the globe if you will i mean we now have uh gear technology in india so agma is really starting to you know expand uh in that way and i also think consolidations are you know are a big thing in our industry um there's you know there's just a lot of big companies that keep getting bigger and the big companies and the small companies in an association like this they need different things so we're trying to make sure that we're providing both of those sets of things, the things that the small companies need, the things that the big companies
0: need. Yep. okay. Um, as you think about all this um, personally, and you know, obviously you've gotten to see how your company has, has been able to associate with Agma, and, you know, the benefits of that. What would you say to people who maybe are on the fence about getting involved in this kind of thing and, oh, yeah. and um, what the benefits of different companies would be in jumping
1: in with you guys? Yeah, wow. Uh, Great, great question. You know, there's all that that I mentioned, you know, and that goes without saying. But I also think that there's a selfless attitude of the people within the gear industry and and really within the power transmission industry, I believe, where people are are willing to help each other. I mean, not help each other on things. They compete, right? Yeah. But they're they're willing to help each other uh, get access to technology, understand what's going on, um, and I can think of dozens of examples just walking this show floor today yeah. where I bump into somebody who said, Hey, did you know this? You know, a friend who says, Hey, did you know this? And sometimes it's something that you didn't know. It gives you something to think about. Um, this association, it's, it's, more, it's much, much more than social. There's all of the standards work. I mean, if you're right. going to be in the gear industry, all those standards are extremely important to you. You got to, and, and you can be a part of shaping those standards. Um, Agma sits as the chair of the ISO uh, committee in Europe so there's there's just a tremendous amount of influence within the industry but that networking piece and uh, and the access to the technologies and, and the emerging technologies they're, they're tremendous values for anybody I, I wouldn't want to be in the gear industry without being a member of AGMA.
0: well said okay now we we've, we've really got to go personal you've got lots going on but hopefully you're making time for fun for yourself so what, what do you do for fun
1: yeah um five minutes a day no just joking <laughs> yeah. um, i have I, it, my son and i uh, started a long time ago rebuilding an, an antique uh, 1963 chevy c10 pickup trucks and uh he's since graduated from college he's actually uh, an engineer now with bmw nice. and uh and we've been working on this thing for like i don't know six seven years together Um, And we are nearly complete. We have every nut and bolt on that truck from the ground up. We didn't subcontract anything. We may send the seat out, you know, but we we tore the motor down. We rebuilt the motor. Uh, We, uh, uh, you know, we we replaced components. We put disc brakes on it. Uh, We did the whole suspension from the ground up. We did all the body work. We painted it. Um, It has been so fun obviously so much time together but uh, really fun and that occupies a good uh you know uh, he's living in the same town with me now which is really nice and so that occupies probably six or seven hours a weekend you know
0: with with the uh, with the finish line in sight now <laughs> who gets the drive
1: well i <laughs> yeah i mean you know first of all i to. You know, full disclosure, it is not going to be perfect, right? It's right. not going to be a show quality vehicle, but it's pretty good, and we're very proud of it. Uh, it'll be his someday. I mean, that's that's the whole objective. Everything I have is his anyway.
0: So. Oh, well, yeah, I understand <laughs> that. Excellent. Is there anything we haven't covered that we need to talk about before we wrap up?
1: No, not that I can think of right now.
0: Okay. Well, Michael Cinquimani. That is beautiful. You did that so nicely. <laughs> Cinquimani. It was uh, a treat having you here. I appreciate you joining us, and thank you. good luck with the uh, continuing leading Master Power and continuing leading Agma Board.
1: Jim, thank you so much. I really right. enjoyed it.
0: Me too, and of course, thanks to our audience. Um, we're almost done now. We're down to one more to go. I've been here all day long. Hopefully, my voice lasts that one. But yeah, thank you, Michael, and all of you and. We'll be back here in like about 20 minutes for this uh, final go around from Detroit, from the Huntington Place, the American Year Manufacturers Association, Motion and Power Technology Expo. We are Manufacturing Talks. We'll be back shortly. Thanks for tuning in to Manufacturing Talks with Jim Benosky. Watch for new episodes dropping every Tuesday, and don't forget to like, share, comment, and subscribe.